yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus. For his sake, I have discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage so that I could gain Christ and become one with him. I no longer count on my own righteousness, rather, I become righteous through faith in Christ. For God's way of making us right with himself depends on faith. Now, I have given up everything else which I knew to be the only way to really know Christ. I haven't learned all I should, but I keep working toward that day when I will finally be all that Christ saved me for and wants me to be. 2019, knowing him more, knowing me. And now, our senior pastor, Reverend Gilbert Osei. The Bible says we are justified freely by faith through Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. There's a reason to always thank God that you have justification because of what Christ did. When you don't understand the value of salvation, you waste your time with practices. When you don't understand the magnitude of salvation, you waste your time with practices like confession of sins every two seconds. Confess sins that don't even exist. <laughs> Some even have a custom called confession. So you have to go and confess. And it's so difficult to sometimes communicate to people that you don't need confession because we don't understand the magnitude of salvation. What did Christ die for? It's still a mystery to a lot of Christians. You ask, what did Christ die for? What they were told was that Christ died so they'll be rich. He became poor so that they'll be rich. So the sole reason Christ died is still a research. That the chastisement of our sin was upon him. He was bruised for our iniquity by his stripes. We are healed. We're healed from sickness of sin. Take your seat for a minute. I have three things for my message today. So you can choose which one. <laughs> which one works for you? Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 28. It is important that you come to church with a Bible and a notebook. Because the church is a school. Whether you came to play trumpet or organ. You are first a member before an instrumentalist. Is that okay? So please. This is my church. I'm an assistant pastor. Self-made. So this church. Whether you sweep. You do whatever. You bring a Bible. Amen. So next week I will inspect. Unfortunately for you, I'm the one here next week. <laughs> so it's a must. You can't go, the driver is going to work and he didn't take the car keys. How are you going to drive? For the past eight months, I have no instrumentalist in my church. And I'm proud of it. That's why you hear the Those days I used to need music to bring God. Now I know I carry God. So I brought God myself. Because if you don't go for evangelism, pray, you can't pray organ. Then take it. Yes, organist. You must first be a church member before you think of working in the house of God. So when I say come for evangelism and then they stop, it means they are not members. They are shabu boys. It's as simple as that. I didn't say go and kill a human being. I said if you want to sing in God's house, you must first be identified with the house. So that if there's no music playing, will you come for the meeting? You are first a Christian. I'm sorry to disappoint you. There's no award for singing in heaven. 
I'll repeat it for you. I said there is no award for singing. The award is in winning souls. Mm. God, say, God, I sang. We all sang. When you were singing, we backed you if you didn't sing. <laughs> you sang, we also sang. So there is no award for singing, no. Sister, stop that one. Then the angels should take all the awards. Because you when you finish, you sang for how many minutes? You stop. Angels are singing 24-7. Non-stop. But you know what angels can do? They can preach the gospel. With the angels sought to seek this revelation. They don't have that privilege. Privilege of salvation has been entrusted to you and I. And the Lord is coming quickly with his reward. So instead of pastors worrying people with watch your lifestyle, watch your lifestyle, they should tell people to go and preach. Because God is not going to award your lifestyle. He's going to award what you did. He's coming quickly with his reward to give unto every man according to his works. 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 Unyuma. So stop only sending. We need money for evangelism. But after you bring the money, you join. Because you will receive award in heaven because you brought your money. Now lie. Everybody in church is a preacher. I heard Fifi announcing that if you want to go to evangelism on Saturday, write your name. So who is going, who is not going? Hey. Matthew 28. I said, when I finish, find a title. You can choose the mind of God, the mind of Christ as one topic. You can choose discipleship. Matthew chapter 28, verse 18. Mm -hmm. And Jesus came and spake unto them, After saying... After the resurrection of Jesus, Jesus came and said unto them, Mm -hmm. All power is given unto me in heaven and he in says, earth. He says, all power is given unto me. In heaven and in earth. In heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and preach all nations. Go ye therefore and preach all nations. Baptizing them in the name of the Father Baptizing and of the Son. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son. And of the Holy Ghost. And of the Holy Ghost. Please, he said baptize, he add water. The word baptize is not necessarily water baptism. So don't put meanings into scripture. Because if you read, according to the scriptures, John said, I indeed baptize you with water. But he that comes after me will baptize you with the Holy Ghost. So when you hear baptize, don't conclude as water baptism. Because there's a baptism that Jesus gives and there's a baptism of John. In Acts chapter five, Acts chapter one, verse five, he says, "John indeed baptized you with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence." Is that right? Acts chapter one, verse five, for John truly baptized with water, mm -hmm. but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. So there is a baptism of the Holy Ghost. So when you hear baptism or baptize, don't there is no universal word in the Bible. Words find its meaning in sentences. So you have to find out. Is that clear? We are students of the Bible, so you learn. He says, baptizing them in the name of the Father. Let's go back, Matthew 28, 18. Matthew chapter 28, 19, verse 18. 19, the verse 19. 19. Okay. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. He says, go ye therefore and teach all nations. Bapti the word teach there is a Greek word, didasko. Didasko. Teach all nations. Mm hmm Baptizing them in the name of the Father mm -hmm. and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, mm -hmm. teaching them to observe teaching all things. Teaching them to observe all things. Whatsoever. Teaching them. Again, there's another teach there. Like I said, words are not universal in the Bible. The next teach there is the word matatio. 
M A T H E T E T E let me get it right for you. Is M A T H E T E U O yeah Matatio. It means to make a student. To make a student. Matatio. Make a student. To make a student. And matatio comes from another word, matatis. M-A-T-H-E-T-E-A-S. Matatis. Matatio, matatis. To make a student. What is all this big, gree, 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 gree? It's a simple thing. Write it this way. It will help you. The phrase to make disciple is a process of training people to become. The phrase to make disciples is a process of training people to become. Training people to become. Underline the word training. In other words, the emphasis of the gospel is not only to believe and be saved. In other words, the emphasis of this gospel you have heard, I am saved, my sins are forgiven, is not only to believe the gospel and be saved. The mandate Jesus gave us was not only go and preach so that people will be saved alone. But, continuation, the emphasis of the gospel extends from you being trained by the message that saved you. The emphasis of the gospel extends from you being trained by the message that saved you. That is, after we are saved, we are supposed to be trained by the same message we heard and we got saved. That is why the church is a school. The church is not a place of entertainment. The church is a school. Because the current church in Africa, Ghana, Accra, we have shifted from what the real church is in the Bible. Now when you go to church and you are teaching people, it sounds odd. Because the gospel they preach to us, because it's not the gospel that is in the Bible, it produces lazy Christians who are not familiar with teaching. You are familiar with shouting and jumping. I take it. I claim it. Because the gospel you received, some of us received, is that come to Jesus. I used to be poor. See what the Lord has done. Now see my watch. I bought it for this. I have traveled everywhere. That is the gospel we preach, which Christ never preached. Which Paul never preached. He says we did not come preaching ourselves. Where you went to is not our business. Then what will Bill Gates say? You went to America, you are giving testimony. What about the one who was born there? <laughs> so, the gospel we initially received was on materialism. I used to preach with one verse. Say what the verse is saying, all, all, all that it is not saying. Bring Rema, my own self-innovated Rema from the Bible. It's amazing. When I sit now and I look at some of the things I've done with scriptures, I know if not for Jesus, I'll be arrested and detained <laughs> in heaven. My God. My God. Because we don't understand why the Bible was written, we have Bible verses for each situation. Yet the Bible was not written for situation. The Bible was not written for your problems. 
John chapter 5 verse 39. Jesus said when you search the scriptures, you think you have eternal life. But the scriptures are they that testify of me. Meaning that the scriptures were written to point you to Jesus. So when I read the Bible and I don't see Jesus, I see any other person, I'm reading it wrong. I'm coming again. When I read the scriptures and I don't see, it doesn't point me to Christ, I'm not reading it well. Scriptures is Genesis to Malachi. So when I read the story of Joseph, I don't end and become Joseph. You are not Joseph. So the moment I read Joseph, and I say, you are the next Joseph in your time. You are the Joseph. Oh, receive it. The anointing of Joseph is coming upon your life. You are dreaming. You are dreaming. <laughs> it's Kwekwerasi's story. Because the Bible was not written for that. That's why today we are Joseph. Tomorrow is David. Next week you are Samson. What exactly are you? So they move from human beings, human characters, then we enter into animals. You shall be like a lion. Oh, you are the lion of the tribe of Judah. But when you search the Bible, any time lion was mentioned, it was for the devil. The devil is roaring like a lion. Lion is not. It's only John who said that, and he was corrected in the Bible. Jesus can't be a lion. Never. It is not God's word that Jesus is the lion of the tribe of Judah. Never. Jesus came to point us to him. How is he pointing us to a lion? So you know what has happened? That is, that is changing the scriptures. We are to see Jesus. But then we stand up and say, I am a lion. I am an eagle. I will fly. You are not an eagle. Oh, you are not, you are not, you are not. Then we move from animals, we come to plants. You shall be like the cedar of Lebanon. Oh, you are the palm tree. Oh, a bear. In fact, what are you? You are not. You are not a lion. You don't have the anointing of Elijah. For what? Jesus looked at John the Baptist. He says, all the men that are born of women, you are the greatest. But in this kingdom I'm bringing, because you will die before I die, you are the least in that kingdom. Then you, John the Baptist, who is the greatest of David, Joseph, all of them, he is the least. And you want to be like Joseph? You have what they call mental agony. <laughs> is somebody here? So when we, do, when we don't read the Bible well, we create things that shouldn't be created. Luke 24. 25 to 27. Luke chapter 24, verse 25 to 27. Talk to me. And Jesus, Jesus came and saw his disciples describing wrongly why he died. His own disciples didn't understand. Can you imagine? So you can be going to church forever. If you don't learn the Bible, you will know why you even come to church. Some are having degrees, titles, divinity degrees. Yet they don't even know why the Bible was written. So Jesus met his own disciples on the road of Emmaus. And they were discussing why he died. They couldn't even call him God. They called him a prophet. Number two, they saw him as somebody who was coming to bring them um, financial breakthrough. They thought he was he who was going to deliver the kingdom back to us. Then this guy has gone to die. They were lamenting over Jesus' death. So when Jesus got there and saw how they were explaining his death, he says what? Then he said unto them, uh -huh. O fools and slow of heart. Of thing. <laughs> Ko, Jimmy. <laughs> I didn't say it all. I'm just translating. Just like they translated from the Greek to English, I'm also translating into fancy. No, fancy for Moka, foolish thing. <laughs> hey, who is that? Hey, you are my woman. <laughs> Bele, oh, Bele. <laughs> oh, Bele. And slow to reason. 
Then he said unto them, He said unto them, O fools, fools, and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. What they said that you didn't see, and you personalize what they said. Did they not show you? Ought not Christ to have suffered these things? And to enter into his glory. These things you are worried about, it was what Christ is supposed to go through. And that after he entered into his glory, then he realized that because they have been coming to church without a Bible, he has to do a Bible studies for them. So Jesus did what? And, and beginning, beginning at, at Moses, Moses, all the writings of Moses, Genesis to Deuteronomy. And all the prophets. And all the prophetic books. He expounded he unto expanded them. He expanded to them. The word expand means to explain. He took his time to explain to them in that when you read the Bible, you don't see individuals. Because they are talking about me. He expanded unto them. In all the scriptures. In all the scriptures. The things concerning himself. The things concerning who? Himself. So when I read the scriptures, I must look for the things that concerns Christ. 44 verse 44. verse 44. He did another Bible studies again. And he said unto them. He said unto his own disciples. These are the words which I spake unto you. These are the words which I said unto you. While I was, I was yet with you. With you. That all things must that be fulfilled. all things must be fulfilled. Which were written in the law of Moses. Which were written in the law of Moses. And the prophets. In the prophets. And in the Psalms. In the book of Psalms. So when you read Psalm 23, don't quote for yourself. They were concerning me. Psalm 23 is not you. It's not you. It's not you. Don't personalize it. They were concerning me. So till you understand that the scriptures are about Jesus, you will get it wrong. So we don't know why we come to church. We think we come to church to become a millionaire. No. No. In fact, I'm sorry to disappoint you. We don't even come to church so we might. From so, so the motive for coming is even wrong. We have made our gathering a material gathering. That's why some people can exhibit Christ, non-Christ-like life. They begin to wonder, hey, now sister, how about know what to say? Because that's not, they don't even listen. Some people come to church after music, they have switched off. Or porn, I'm sorry. That's why I interview people those days. So why do you love your car? I say, oh, the music. Oh, that young man, when he jumps. God. So their focus of coming to church is to dance. Some people think this is a place to release depression. <laughs> so when you are preaching, say, ah, so for one period of time. Ah. They are so worried about time. The most important thing is a problem to them. And such a person can sit and watch a movie for two and a half hours. Oh, it's finished. Oh, let me rewind and watch again. <laughs> Some can watch series from morning. They know the names of all the characters. Yet they can't mention the 12 disciples of Jesus. <laughs> Horrible names. Horrible names, you know. The Bible, that is the life. The life that won't end here, even in eternity. And the reason is simple. We don't even know why Jesus established the church. You think the church is a place for solution. It doesn't mean God can't solve your problems when you come to church. No. But that's not the focus. That's not the reason we come. So Jesus says, go ye and make students. Go and make students. Go and teach people. When people believe the gospel, you don't leave them. But based on what we tell people, sometimes because we use problems to sell to them, when their problems are solved, they don't see why they should be coming to church. Pastor, God really bless you. Ah, God use you. Now I'm married, everything is happy. Oh, Pastor, we'll come and visit you, eh? 
because you sold them a God who can make them marry. So after they are married, what do they need to come for? You said they should come. When they come, they will get a child. They got the child. You still want them to come for what? For breastfeeding? <laughs> no, they won't. But when you let people understand that we don't come to church to solve problems, but to learn, you don't go to first year. You went to three lectures and you stop. Because you know that how you attend service, how you attend lectures will reflect on your GPA. And that's what Christians don't know. Jesus instructed that we should be made students. So you ask yourself, what type of Christ student have you become? Are you the student that only comes to one particular lecture? Sundays. As for every Sunday lecture, they are there. But me be video. Nyamikura ni say me busy. That's a nice one. You go and meet him there, don't worry. At the right time. So the word teach, Matthew, is to make students. Are you with me? And I said, Matthew is, is a pupil, somebody who is learning. And always remember that you are not a student of comics. You are not a student of culture. You are not a student of politics. You are a student of Christ. So it's very sad that you go to church and the topic of the day is buy a land. I heard a message on radio. I couldn't believe it. The pastor is running series. And the title of the series is Buy a Land. Tell somebody, buy a land. <laughs> and advising people how Ghana's economy is moving to a certain dimension. So if you want, you have to buy a land. Because land, and he's teaching investment in church to children of God. So it's like I enrolled for a chemistry class and I'm being taught home accounts. <laughs> will I end at the end of the semester, at the end of the course, will I become a chemist or I will become a caterer? <laughs> as funny as it is, that's what we are doing in church. So instead of training people to be Christ, we are training people to be very good at chasing after money, material things. We have become greedy people in the house of God. And we know less of Christianity. And evangelism is so strange to us. In fact, we even have a team of evangelism. So what are the rest? We have prayer group, prayer warriors. So the people are not in the prayer group. That means they, they don't pray. Because what have we been feeding? I told a friend, I am no more interested. It doesn't matter how big your crowd is. Thank God for it. What are you feeding the crowd? 50,000 people can gather on a Sunday. Don't forget. One day you will give account of whatever you are feeding them. Acts chapter 20 verse 26 to 28. Take heed to the flocks which the Lord has made you an overseer. Ha. Acts chapter 20, 26 to 28. Acts chapter 20, verse 26 to 28. Wherefore, I take you to record this day that I am pure from the blood of all men. I am pure from the blood of all men. For I have not shunned to declare, not unto, shunned you to declare unto you the all counsel of the God. counsel of God. Take heed therefore, Take heed therefore unto, yourself unto yourself and to all the flock, and to all the flock over, which the, Holy over Ghost which the Holy Ghost has made, made you overseers mm -hmm. to feed the church to of God. To feed the church of God which he had purchased, purchased with his, his own, own blood. blood. Hey. Into Christo, Eddie Nimoja Tony Pano, who children are guns. So we know more of how to make money and less of the Christ that purchased us with his blood. 
Yet, the instruction was go and make students. Students of what? Students of Christ. So as a believer, you are a student of Jesus. You are a student of the gospel of Christ. Please write it so you know I told you. He says, I'm free from all men because I didn't keep it from you. So I'm telling you so you know. So one day you have an excuse. You were sitting there in the auditorium. And the pastor said that Christ has made you a student. So ask yourself, student that goes to lecture without textbook, without notebook. How many times do you come to church without a Bible? And the sad thing is that people say, my Bible is on my phone. The manufacturers of the phone, did they manufacture it for Bible or the manufacturer is who you use it to make call? Don't be bigger than buying a Bible. You must be proud that you own that old, ragged paper Bible. I have different tablets with Bibles on it. I use it to search and study. But I still have plenty paper Bible. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I want to carry it for everybody to know this is what I do. I'll hide it. Some people, they come to church as if they are going to visit. Because they are holding their phone. And their Bible is on their phone. Who are you hiding from? They are coming to church. I see people smoking in town. They are proud of it. They are affecting people's lungs. Yet they do it with pride. It gets worse when you travel now. Oh, God. Men kissing men. Publicly. Look, learn to value your Bible. Because the way the world is going. Just this week, I saw a video. A man has a restaurant in the UK. And in his restaurant, he's decided to be playing the Bible. And showing Bible verses. Police came to arrest him. That the woman said he was offended by the Bible verses on the screen. That's where the world is going. They are throwing Bibles out of schools and bringing lesbianism and homosexuality into schools. And that one is not offensive. And you sit here, you are not valuing your word. I posted a, a, a video on my Facebook page when a group of Chinese Christians were given a Bible. The way they were behaving, it's like they have given them gold. Because there are some, there are over 50 countries in this world that Bibles have been banned from them. So these people get Bibles and they value it. One said in their prison, they tear the pages and give to you. And when they give to you, you have to memorize it. So you pass it on. So they have memorized the Bible. You have it everywhere on your tab. You say, oh, you claim. How many verses do you know? When you have to teach somebody about salvation, how many verses of scriptures on salvation? Bruh, you have been going to church all this while. How many verses of, of salvation do you know? How much of Bible verses can you properly explain? What student are you? So, next question. What does it mean to be a student of the gospel? Or a student of Christ? What does it mean to be a student of the gospel or a student of Christ? To be a student means you are learning Christ, not just the knowledge of Christ, but his very life but the very life of Christ. To be a student means you are learning Christ, not just the knowledge of Christ, but the very life of Christ. Not just the knowledge, I know this, but the very, do you understand why he died? What does his death do to you as a believer? 
What is the example in his death? Example, Jesus said that the Son of Man has not come to be served, but to serve. Do you understand what it means? You know, most of the time we say we are going to service. I'm going for Sunday service. Do you understand what it means to go for service? Let me explain yours and explain the Bibles. Yours is, oh, you come on Sunday, you come and pray for yourself, you come and listen to the word, you sing praises, you give offering, you are gone. That's what you call service. Let me explain what service is. You can never say you went to service and you didn't serve somebody. Okay, so we run a restaurant service. We don't feed ourselves. So when you come to service to listen to the word of God for yourself, you didn't come for service. <laughs> you say you run a laundry services and yet you are washing your own clothes. No. Service is to others. So you don't say you went to service and you played no role in the service. So in service, we pray for others. Let me show you how service begins. In fact, Sunday service doesn't begin at 8.30 when you entered here. No, even some of you are late. How do you go to church late? If you have exams, YEC exams, they say it's starting at 8.30. Do you leave your house at 8.30? No, no, I don't, you don't even get there at 8.30. Some even go and sleep in the school. They don't even bath. Oh, Pukwai, they say if you bath there, what you have learned to wash away. <laughs> so can you imagine how we treat physical things and how we treat spiritual things? When you go to church late, it means you don't understand why you come. Because you can't have an appointment with the president of Ghana and let him be waiting for you. But we do it unconsciously. And some of us, we just brush in casually. When you have an appointment with the president, you even tell your whole friends, Charlie, bless God for me. <laughs> even those who have heard, even if they print it in newspaper, you still tell them to let them know you are the one that the president is visiting. You tell everybody you know that by the grace of God, the president is visiting your shop. By the grace of God, you and your family have been invited to the president's house or to Jubilee House. If they are opening the gates at 8, by 2 a.m., <laughs> you have started walking. You don't worry about how you get there. All you know is that you have to get there. Yet when it comes to church, because you don't have Uber fare, there are no other means of coming. So it's an excuse not to come to church. Yet, when it is a human appointment, money appointment, you even borrow money. That's why sometimes you have to ask yourself, really, 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 who are you serving? Jesus says you can't serve two masters. And the one he compared with is mammon. He says you can't serve God and money. Yet, a lot of people serve money. They respect money. They, are, they know when Akufuado meets them, their finances will change. Yet our attitude towards the things of God. Tomorrow is Monday. Some have already put down the address they will be using. They wake up at four. They can be in traffic. Yet when it comes to God, they have a reason why they can't come for evening service. And they know God understands. God knows my children. I don't know who to live with it. But if somebody sends you on a business errand, you know somebody to leave your children with. It's amazing. I have a lady in my church. She always says she couldn't leave her children to come for service. I quoted all scriptures. Still, she told me how delicate her children are. Brethren in Christ. She had an appointment to work with a, a foreign agency. 
She leaves Ghana for six months, her children. Six months and they have not died. <laughs> the Bible says where the treasure is, that's where your heart will be. If you treasure the things of God, if you treasure the things of God, your service won't start at 8.30, no. The night before service. Question, how many of you have ever prayed for service before service? That the night before, I am praying for a service on Sunday. No pastor told me, out of my own free will, I pray for the people who lead worship. I pray for the people leading open prayer. I pray for children's department. That I am praying towards the service. My service starts the day before. Number two, I know I didn't see Sister Janet last week. I am not going to gossip. Sister, I'm sure somebody has done that thing to you. They used to do it too. Yes. You are calling as if you care, but to go and listen to Phila. Yes. That's not Christian virtue. That you really care about people and encourage people. Some want to come. Some are overwhelmed by issues of life. And it is your responsibility to pray for people. We pray for our members. We pray. I don't want to know what is happening in your life, but I just pray in the spirit for you. Bible says pray in all prayers in the Holy Ghost. So I don't want to know. Some people want to know. They want to know so they will forward it to others. The less you know about people, the better. You don't need details to pray for people. Speak in tongues. You don't need details. What, what do details do? It will create perception about people. The less you know about people's business, the better. I teach them in church. Listen, when you come to church, just know what you see. What happens in the house is not your business. Whoever they are dating is not your business. Whether the person will leave them is not your business. Read the Bible. They never bothered themselves with people's private life. Now they just say, you, you went to town. You just saw the guy standing by the sister shop. You have concluded. Is that part of the church we came to? Even as a pastor, I don't want to know what you eat in your house. You like eat stones. As long as you are coming to church, praise the Lord. You know why? Sometimes you get too much into people's business and you can be a problem to them. Recently, a couple came to my office and said, they've been married for 26 years. And the man is the one who's been cooking since they married. So, wow. If it was those days you came to tell me, I said, hey! Where are you? You are a man. But the woman told me he finds delight in cooking for his wife. What works in somebody's house may not work in your house. So don't come and impose your life. Your life is not the scriptures. So the less you know about people, the better. Most of our offenses is that you have stepped where you shouldn't step. Most of the things that causes offenses in the body of Christ, in the church, is that it's all about people's private life. If we stay only to the word, preach, Encourage each other and move. This one said this. He said the shoe you bought. He doesn't think it's the original. Erusha for home. You won't believe that Christians fight over such stupid things. Hey, I really want I want clarity. John Moby, I heard you said my shoe is 150 Ghana. <laughs> And also, then they will call this person. No, I didn't say it to It was Cynthia who said this. This, hey! And they can spend hours when souls are perishing. Lives are dying by the day. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. They are fighting over stupidity. All in the name of we are sensitive. I am hurt. Every day you are hurt. Every day you are hurt. Go and live in a hospital to help you. <laughs> There's a lot of medicine there. Every day. 
You don't even know, let go. You don't know, let go. Is, can't you? Ah, Jesus. I said, you can't be claimed to be part of a service and you don't serve. So you wake up, call people, call people. Sister, we are coming to church. Pastor said he's starting a new series. I know. This series has been a blessing to me. Stay on the message. Do you hear what I said? Stay where? On the message. Let every discussion you discuss about church be the message. Any other thing or an assignment, any other thing is not your business. If you do that, you are a church breaker. It is in the Bible. Next week I'll continue, you know. I'm here with you. It's scripture. Don't. You know what? Somebody called me and said, Prof, there's something I heard. I said, take it, it's your Christmas present. I don't want you. Look, the Bible says, guard your heart with all diligence. For therein. If I don't know the car that Fifi drives, there's a perception I have about him. The moment I go and see his car, if it's very nice, I say, hey, you are the you talk. If it's nice, hey, Fifi Bebrebeni, From that moment, it affects the way you see him. So that what he is that can be a blessing to you because of stupid things like car. So the less you know about people's life that is not spiritual, I want to know what will help and build me up in the spirit, not what won't add to my spiritual life. Your car would grow me in the Lord. Whether you are beating your wife or stepping on her, it won't help my Christian life. So going to sit and discuss what can it do to me? You know the sad thing? be our problem. Yet you are quick to cover your own. That's what I'm saying. Our problem is we don't even know why the church was set up. So what we are needed to do, we are not there. So church starts the night before. And then don't drive your big car alone here. Make it a point. You know some of the sad things? We all live at cantonment. You have a car I don't have. You will never offer. That's the start. You know, can we all go together? Damn, let's, okay, let's, because it's 8.30, I'll leave the house. It will take us less than 30 minutes. So I'll leave the house at 8 o'clock. I'll pick you. It's beautiful. You, you know, the worst one is three people. They all live at Kaneshi. They all pick Uber. You see how God has blessed you with wisdom? <laughs> they all live in the same area. This one will chatter her own, chatter her own, chatter her own. When they're close to, they'll do the same. For what? You can save yourself, be Christian sisters, and decide this week is your turn. This week is my turn. We all come together. If any consent here, you know what I'm talking about. Some people, because of their concern, they will be gossiping. They don't want anything. So they are going to the same room. Say, oh no, today I'm not going home. Oh boy. Oh, be afraid, Jimaima. No more will be at our power so dressing See, they don't want you in the kitchen of their dressing. That's what happens. So the economy everybody knows. So we be wise, help one another. Sometimes somebody's lost their job. It happens, it's life. It's not strange. You lose a job. Oh. You think you are going to be the first? You are the hundred thousand million. <laughs> there are more people after you. So it's not, it's, there's nothing wrong. And because of, you see, if not for pride, sometimes when you don't even have transport, you can't tell a friend. Then what are we Christians for? That's why, you see, in the early church, you hardly hear them praying for needs. Because needs were met by each other. The Bible says those who had properties sold the properties and brought the proceeds, Acts chapter 4, verse 34 to 36. Acts chapter 4, verse 34 to 36. Neither was there Neither any, was among, there them any that among them that what? Lagged. Because God was bringing money from heaven. 
For as many as were possessors of lands, were possessors of land, or houses, or sold, houses them, sold them, and brought the prices of the things, the prices of the things that were sold, that were sold, and laid them down, laid at, the them down feet, at the apostles' feet, and distribution another, was. Let me teach you another Christian principle. See, they brought it to the apostles' feet. Yes, I'm going to be too. ask you, like how we will sow seed on the. It means they brought it under their leadership. So in church, we've, we've learned this principle. If sister has a need, let's say she has a rent need, okay? I know she has a rent need. Instead of you giving it to her, because you can afford, so that the moment you pay her rent for you, hey, and you will him to cry in her belly, you will leave son to Jesus come, because... Two years time, <laughs> she has to renew the rent. <laughs> See, because you pay the rent, only oh, voice grabbing your voice. And now, Uncle Otano, Bonnie, say yes! <laughs> Glory! <laughs> yeah. So she will feel she owes her gratitude because she helped her. Two, she will think she owes her. She will think she owes her. So she will be making unnecessary demands. And she was also wanting to please her because they know. But if the money is brought to me and you said, Pastor, I worked, I got a contract, I got this money. I want to bring it to church. If there's anybody who has a need, it's given to me. You have brought it. You don't know who has the need. I will give it to her. She will meet the need and still don't know who did it. And we are all still the same. Nobody looks down on anybody. Nobody knows anybody's business. But the moment you start solving people's needs personally, out of pastor, you are creating committees. So even when you do things that are not right, they will be supporting you and bringing division in the church. But what they did, Christian life, when you are giving, I say, when your right hand is doing good, your left hand even shouldn't what? See. So you don't need to come and announce, I did this. We don't want to know who did that. Important thing is that the need has been met. So that we treat everybody the same. Because there's that temptation. So they said those who had sold it and brought it, they didn't say they went to give to the people. They brought it to the leadership for the leadership to handle the distribution. And then what happened? And distribution was made unto every man according as he had, uh, as he had need. And, and distribution was made according as people had what needs. So needs were met by the church. Christians help Christians by doing your part. Then you want to go and sow seed at Osu Children's Home because your ritualistic mentality tells you that when you go and give there. There's a special blessing that comes. It's not biblical. The Bible says if you want to do good, you first do to the household of faith. If you leave people of the household of faith and go and give it to unbelievers, I'm joking. So your service starts by finding out how can I be of help to somebody? How can I be of help? The day before. And on the day, like I said, somebody may be going through a hard time. They, they have decided they are not coming to church. Your call of encouragement can encourage them. When you see, oh, today I can't come, I'm having a headache. Sometimes it's a way of hiding a problem. You don't want to know the problem. I'll pick you, don't worry. We'll buy paracetamol on the way. It's a way of encouraging somebody to come. Because, because we are students, and there's a message Pastor Josh is teaching. Sometimes when you miss that message, you have missed an aspect of your development. And the only thing the devil needs to do is to let you avoid hearing the word of truth. That's all. He doesn't need to fight too much. Oh. Some of you, the way you think the devil works, that's not how he works. Oh. Simple, simple things. You create offense in your heart. You have come to church. They are preaching a message that you need, but you are hearing nothing. You can't wait to meet Aisha and tell her your mind. <laughs> I will give her my peace of mind. So that's all your peace of mind. Keep distributing a piece of your mind. It will finish. One day you will be have a mind again. 
because you have distributed pieces of your mind. So you are not hearing. And yet, this is a message you must hear to build you up to become a better person. Next point. I'll continue next week. Don't worry. I have five minutes and I'm done. The time in which you come to learn of God for yourself is not service. I've said that. I said the student of Christ will learn Christ. So it is odd for us to go to church and learn personalities that are not in scriptures. It is odd. Now, this is a statement. The student of Christ learns Christ. So if I come to church and today they're preaching the case study is down, go say something is wrong. <laughs> Because what is Dangote going to lead me into Christ when he is not in Christ? Pastors use Gimpa, right? Pastors use Mike Tyson. Oh, Muhammad Ali. Uh, he was on the he was on the rose. They beat him. They think he's down. Hey, a downfall of a man. It's not the end of his life. Yeah, you may be down, but you are rising. I say you are rising. Oh, you are rising. Even if you talk about a character in the Bible, every prophet and character in the Bible points to Christ. So even if I'm talking about David, I must bring out the David things that points to Christ. I told the church this week. Say, I know about prophets. The Psalms is for this. I said, no, no. Easy way. Jesus read the Psalms several times. He taught with the Psalms. How did Jesus teach with the Psalms? He was not using it to chant. Or arise, O God, let my enemies be scattered. Jesus never used the Psalms like that. There's a confusion people don't see. Even though it is the life of David, but because it's a prophetic book, David can be talking about his personal life, but he's talking about Jesus. Psalm 22, verse 1. Let me show you something. Psalm 22, verse 1. My God, my God. David said, my God, my God. Why hast thou Why forsaken, thou forsaken me? me? Now, hold on. Have you ever heard of this thing before? Who said it? Where? Fantastic. So even though it is David who said it in a situation, he was prophesying what Jesus was going to say. That's why Jesus says, the Psalms, they talk about me. David said, and my God said to my God, sit at my right hand and I'll make your enemies. He was not talking about his enemies. He was talking about what God was going to do in Christ. When he says, the, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He was not talking about you going to say God is your shepherd. No. He was talking about what God, Jesus was saying in John. I am a good shepherd. The good shepherd laid down his life. So the Old Testament is being explained in the New Testament. So till you see this is how the Bible is supposed to be, you'll be using the Bible for what you think. The Bible is there, you can use it for anything. Some use it to rob. I know you're a policeman. But some will be a... <laughs> you can use it to do anything. But it has only one way it is used. Until you use it how it is used, you will never get the blessings therein. Are you here? I forgot this. One key thing as Christians we should do is always pray for our pastors. It's part of our Christian service. 
A Christian must always pray for his pastor. It is your duty. I told you when we were doing prayers, all the scriptures I quoted were Paul, asking for prayer. Paul, who cripples, blind, he still asks for prayer. So there's no pastor that is beyond praying for. Next point. When you are praying for your pastor, you don't pray your emotions or your will. I will explain. Sometimes when we are praying, we pray what we want for a pastor. No, no. You only pray the scriptures for your pastor. Maybe this something pastor rebuke you. Pastor Saniwai. Let's pray for pastor. Father, Soften him. Oh God. When we talk to you, let him hear. Are you his Holy Spirit? You didn't call him. So before you start wasting your time praying things that will never happen. Because the way the pastor is shaped is for his calling. So what you are doing, you are wasting your time. Prayers can't manipulate people. So use your time for something better. Pray the Pauline prayers. The eyes of his understanding be enlightened so he knows who he is. When you know who you are, you do what you have to do. You pray for boldness for him. Christians must understand this. Persecution is part of Christianity. You can't pray to stop persecution. It's not biblical. No. Acts chapter 4 verse 29. He says, and now, Lord, behold, you are threatening, and grant unto your servants what? That with all boldness. With all boldness. He didn't say, God, because you are threatening us, God, arise. Stop the threat. No. Grant us boldness to endure. We don't stop. They arrested them. They preached. They imprisoned them. They preached. They stoned them. They preached. They never prayed that we should stop. There are some things we are designed to go through, and they make us stronger. Some things happen, and we become closer than ever. So it's very funny. 21st century Christian. When a Christian is going through something, hey, no, be also a Christian. You put be a Christian. I'm going to go you I like this one. This can't happen to a believer. No, I know a man of God, a prophet. He has an anointing for. Anointing for what? When I hear some comedian speeches from pastors, nobody will die in my house. It's not running my mission for you. Oh, Charlie, you are praying that your child will pass exams, yet their children have failed. Nobody has anointing for your child to do anything. When she had here, when she was born, go to these private schools that pastors, bishops, children are there. Go and find out their record. When they finish, they come and stand on the microphone. I have an anointing. Your child is passing. Please let your own child pass first. <laughs> let your own child pass first. On one go pass here. On one anointing. Me, I failed. I didn't learn. It's as simple as that. I did not learn. Because they told me the Holy Ghost will guide me <laughs> into all of the truth. They didn't tell me it was Bible truth. Not mathematics truth. <laughs> if you go to school, you don't learn. You will know and you will see. When your results come. When the exam is going on, at least you have signs. When you have not learned, you go there and say, what kind of question? I say, oh man, Tony. Have you ever read a question and think? You wish, sir, sir, please, that question four. I think there's a mistake. It's not clear. You didn't learn. It's as simple as this. Oh, shut. 
If you learn, you understand. They are going to spiritualize it for you. Those days I used to do anointed pen. Bump, I go anointing pen so. Ah. <laughs> oh, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You will write to fail to the glory of God. And people still believe in that. Woman, the best year, woman, God, leaning that one prophet to another, pouring oil on the children's head. All manner of substances. If you have to pass exams, you have to drink something. Yeah, my concussion. I won't say they better pass. Abba. See, sometimes you, you see, sometimes just please apply these things more. Even the Bible that is the word of God. If you're a pastor and you don't read it, how would you know? At least if there was anything God can put into your head, you should just print the scriptures. As simple as that. He has given it to all of us. But even the word of God, if you don't read it, you don't know it. How much more chemistry? Are you with me? So we learn to pray for our pastor. We pray for our, our pastor's family. And all these things, they are scriptures to pray for. Paul says, pray for us that we have good conscience. I'm telling you the truth as it is. Preaching this message will not be easy. All my business pastor friends have cut me off. Because now I don't raise money so they will give me some. They say, you know, go put you, you know, go chop. If you won't raise money, we can't bring you. I didn't know that my value was in raising money. They have shown me that it's not Christianity, it's businessity. <laughs> because they don't have a problem with the message. It's the cash you know, in your day and flow. Wow. So when your pastor decides to preach this truth, it's not easy to walk on a, a lonely road. Ministry is a lonely place. Ministry is a lonely place. And all manner of financial issues, when you have decided not to use dubious means to take money from people, your car will show you you will need money. <laughs> when you just go and start the car, the engine is giving fault. The air condition is not coming. This is not coming. Oh, this thing happened. Then you have so many financial needs just to push you at a corner. So you compromise the gospel. So you need to pray for your pastor that he will stand in the truth that he has taken upon himself. People think it's exciting. It's not exciting. I've lost friends. I've lost family. Not because I killed anybody. Because of doctrine. Friends who used to call, come. Nobody will call you. The whole week, you will know. So the best you can do for your pastor is to pray for him. Next week, we'll go to other things to understand. You need to support the ministry. So next week, we'll be talking about what does his death mean? What does his burial? Death, burial, resurrection at salvation saves you. But after you are saved, what does it do to your Christian growth? What does it mean that Jesus laid down his life? These are the things we learn. Please rise up. Let's pray. This was a message from the General Overseer of Yakal House, Reverend Gilbert Osei.